Hey y'all. So before we get into this week's episode of the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all the feedback that y'all have given me for this episode uh, or this podcast um, interview that I did with Sharla, as well as the one that I do with mother-daughter trauma with Sharla. We both really appreciate it. And this episode in particular is part two of a three-part episode series we did on purpose. Like I said before, we were going to talk about our moms and just the update we both were at, but we ended up getting on the podcast and talking about purpose and just this year and what it's looked like for us. And I am very passionate about talking about not resisting God when you are walking in to the assignment or the calling he's given you. I know that feeling and what it looks like far too well. And so we're going to get into talking about surrender and resistance um, some in this podcast. I really hope that you enjoy it and stay tuned for next week for part three. Uh, It'll be the last installment of this interview and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with me, Dr. Charlotte Walker, me and Dr. Charlotte Walker on how to navigate the ups and downs of walking in purpose. Let's get into the episode. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Until you really take a deep, hard accountability look in the mirror and see what you have placed in wrong position. Yes. Because there's no way possible I'm going to do something that's not going to include my husband's input yeah, and our children's time being taken, me, my time being taken away from my kids. And that is priorities in line. This business don't come before that. I'm sorry. Yep. Facts. And so I think. When, it, when we're talking about prescription for purpose, because I really want to yeah. kind of lay that back to the groundwork of this, yeah. I think it goes back to the reality of surrender. Yeah. Because truly what I hear and even what I've learned this year, surrender is a nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you talking about ugly? Yeah. Cause we do this back and forth. You know, I'm still working on my mouth. Got it. But like, yeah, surrender is ugly. Yeah. And so I, I, I think if we're really talking about walking into us not being out here, yeah, and really walking into the steps of purpose, we have to really become okay with fully surrendering to God and seeing the sin come out. Yeah. Seeing the sin. God revealing to you the sin nature of you. Yeah. And that is just not, that is not, I think there's so much shame attached to that, Sharla. I would love for you to talk about that. There's so Mm -hmm. much shame attached to us seeing our sin because we think that for one, we're filthy rags, but two, that when God reveals it to you that you're not enough in his eyes, but the fact that he does still accept you back is just why he's worthy of glory. 
So mm-hmm. like for you, talk about the challenges you went through in surrendering, yes. not being ashamed of your surrender yes. and seeing yourself and what that looked like. There's so much that you said that I, I, okay. Take so, your time with this. Sis. Yes. I'm like, okay. So first, even when we talk about values, right? So like, even like me being on call, like Andre knew I was going to be on call. However, at the time we just, it, we didn't care as much. Just like when I used to work nights, nights was cool when it worked. Cause at the time he was working nights, I worked nights until we moved. And then he started working days and he was like, I don't get to see you. So it's not all, it's about understanding that even as we get older, as our life changes, things, our priorities change. And so your values aren't going to always be exactly the same. So even having enough discernment and submission to God to understand what he calls you to prioritize in this time. At, at one point in time, me being on call was cool. But then the more, like the older I got, it like only having the weekends off wasn't enough. I wanted, I want to be able to, um, you know, go to St. Louis and spend Christmas with my family, but being a healthcare provider, you know, you either work the day before or the day after. So I can't fly out of town. You know, our, our life had changed and so did our priorities. And so what God had to show me was that one, like your priorities will change in every season in your life. This oh is why you, you have to marry the mission and not the method. My oh. mission is to be submitted. No matter what it looks like, as we're we're getting into this place where we're planning for our family. Well, and not only that too, but the season shift. God yes. works in seasons. He talks about seasons all the time, yeah. all throughout the Bible. We're talking about, ag- we're talking about agriculture. We're talking about animals. Yeah. We're talking about all of these things. So yeah. to understand that God works in seasons, some yeah. seasons are contingent on the next one. Yeah. So if you're still working from an old method in yeah. the way, the way I used to operate at 24, 25 would never work at 32. Absolutely. I wasn't even married and didn't have kids. I was living with my mama. 32-year-old Sharla is like, girl. First, she's boss, she's in her bag, but just, you know, that's yeah. just me. I'm like, how did girl? What do you mean we used to what do you mean? We girl, were I was I was turned up at that point. Six, six 12 hour shifts in a row. I'm I'm when I worked that Monday through Friday, nine to five, by the by the fifth hour. I'm gone in my head. Girl, when I work for myself about that fifth hour, I'd be like, this oh, is gone. Girl, first I just I first of all I think we're spoiled, but yeah, so like child, she ain't got it to give. God. But, I, but I think that goes back to the point of like when you were submitted to God and 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 I, and I want you to delve deep into submission. Submission looks like for me this year. Cause surrender was my word. Yeah, which is I awesome. I thought that mm-hmm. I knew. See, and that's why I go back to like you get a word from God, the interpretation of that word. Because you ain't talk about your word, the interpretation of that word. You think I thought it was oh surrendering my gifts. God, I'm gonna be super creative on Instagram. I'm gonna be making all these super cute reels. It's about to be lit. I'm gonna be in my bag. Girl, he was like, "Gone, gone, gone, girl, gone out of, out of that bag, Charlotte. What you will find are some dumbbells." Because I uh, just, maybe okay. So for me, surrender meant this year fully accepting 
two things. Fully accepting what I know God has called me to, which is the territory of mental health. Like in knowing that, accepting that, fully accepting that that is where I'm at right now in this time, in this season, because it may shift. But also fully accepting your authority within your calling. And not being afraid of that, because I think what happens, especially when God reveals it to you, is that you feel initially the heaviness, Mm -hmm. you feel initially the responsibility, you feel initially what I felt was the layers of unworthiness. Mm -hmm. I felt, how is this about to play out? Because I was trying to do it in my own strength. And what that looked like is like my perception of the way I needed to serve versus letting God put his hand on whatever I put my hands on and letting him get the glory out of it, which meant that sometimes I may not even know the impact and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And so for me, for Rosalind, that looks like really dealing with the spiritual side of financial growth because- That meant I had to address all the trauma that I had dealt with with my family as it relates to watching my parents grow a business to millions of dollars and understanding that my path was not theirs and that my path can be wealth, but it cannot be aligned with trauma, which meant God had to strip me of provision in the way that I thought it was supposed to be and really helped me to see like, I'm going to give you a season where you just making enough to get by and truly it's still probably still in some way that season, but there've yeah. been provisions in way more of the ways that I can probably even count, but to walk through a man season with the Lord financially was so, was, oh my God, I, I would not wish that on anyone because it forces you to your face. And I think when we really think about walking through very tough seasons and you're forced to your face before the father, Mm -hmm. you see yourself in a way that is not cute. Like whatever is coming out your mouth during that season is really what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. And really what I was experiencing was like just flat out just wanting to disrespect everything that I, because like, God, I don't want to do this no more. Like I give up and on the top of the matter, which I know, you know, I was pregnant. So walking through that season while carrying a kid, being responsible for a kid, all of the fears, all of these things. And so yep. surrender is, are you going to do it the way that you know, God has called you to, yeah, or are you going to continue to try to operate in your own will and think that that's going to be enough when in all actuality is you can't out figure out the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so for you and you, and I know I've layered this on, no, no, it's great. but what does the surrender look like to you? And just also, I think putting things back into perspective of order, like God being a God of order. Yes. So here's the thing. And I'm about to tie all of this, like, because I know earlier, I, I feel like I've said things and I haven't tied it together. So y'all bear with me because this is what this year has felt like. Okay. Um, remember earlier when I said that God answers the entire prayer, right? 
I was frustrated because oh my God, I had all of this stuff. Like I just now I'm getting the names and the color. Like he's just now giving me, I feel like I'm, I'm starting at the end. Like, sir, it's October. You're just now releasing me to do X, Y, and Z. And I was frustrated with him. And I told him that, and he said, this is because I'm not just building, you're not just building a business, you're building a legacy. Here. Are you not asking me for children? Sir, you know that I've been working my butt off all year to now get my health and my life and everything else in order. Well, we're building the business like in position for that. It's not just about you can go out and build a business. Wow. We're built. I'm answering your entire prayer. So that way, when the child comes, your business is already in position. It's not going to be a burden. And so because of that, it's going to take longer. Because of that, you will have to pull your life together. Right. Like that we start in here. This is where we start. But some people don't get to that place. Yes. They throw away, they throw away everything before they get to that point. And that's because we all so here, when God told me to pivot, at first I thought it was just a word. And then throughout as um throughout the year, and what God has shown me is like pivot is is an acronym for me, where it's like purpose, identity your values, your outlook, which is like your mindset and truth, which is God's word. All five of these things have to be in on lock. A lot of times that initial struggle of like, am I me? I'm not me. It's me, isn't it? It's because we have an identity problem. We actually often have a double identity problem. I don't know who I am. And I think I have a misconception of who God is. And so the two of those together child, it's going to be hard for you to trust someone that you, that you like, you kind of know him, but you don't really know, no, no. You won't, you won't because you're running, you're truly running from these, the predestined you that knows God, that understands God, that loves God, that wants to give your all to God. And when you do not fully and this goes back to I think when I was saying like fully walking in the authority yeah it means that you are aligned and aligning your line aligning your desires with God yeah I but even with that even in aligning my authority I don't even know I don't even know that authority is my inheritance if I don't know who I am oh the reason that God's outlook is bigger than ours is because he made you. He don't just yeah. know you, he made you. Like return to manufacturer, default settings. And so what I found is that purpose really is this journey of you. The, both versions of yourself have to meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. The version that was formed before you were formed in your mother's womb, that was perfect, that God called good. And then this version of you, 32 year old me, who's dealt with um, maternal trauma, dealt with, um, life experiences, racism, sin, the like um, word curses, like all of that. They have to meet in the middle, so then I can submit. When when we meet that version of her, like when I started to meet that version of her, I was like, "Girl, who who are you? You as you me? Real you real cute. You real cute, girl. We're she together. And so once once we say, okay, God." Show me who you created me to be. And then we stop running from that, right? And and we oftentimes find ourselves in a position of feeling overwhelmed because, again, 
we don't know who God is or who we are. When you look at the parable of the talents where the one, the one got five, the other one got two, and the other one got one, the part that we skip over is that verse where it says that the master gave in accordance to their abilities, not in accordance to what they thought they could do, but because he was the master and he knew everything, he knows the capabilities that you have. Even and if so, you and mm-hmm. this is, and this goes back to why when you are someone who has large vision and you are mm-hmm. sitting on it yes, and you don't move and you and you don't move out of fear or yes. you don't move out of shame or you don't move out of thinking you're enough or that you're capable and you go back you don't want a disobedience i just don't want to do it jonah was like i'm not doing it <laughs> well yeah that too but there's also some other factors as well but no, no, i'm just really, saying even, true, if it's that, even if it's just straight up i don't want to do it there's you know oh. like how many times are you like god i honestly don't want any of this all the time yeah. So it's like, even if it's just that, it doesn't have to be some traumatic experience, right? Just because, you know, I had maternal trauma and you're just like, I honestly just don't want to do this. It doesn't make me um, less accountable to God for not doing the thing. Oh, facts. So I say that to say when you have large vision and large vision is within you, Everything that does not align with that is going to feel agonizing, which goes back to when you were saying you thinking that it's being this huge nurse practitioner. And it still could be, but now it's more, it's in alignment with God. So it looked even the perspective of it looks different. The perspective of who you are, even in that it looks different, but when you have large vision and you are highly capable if they're not in alignment, you will be doing things that don't align with who you know you are supposed to be. Yes. It was an identity problem, right? Here's what I love about God. He's going to honor the desires of my heart. I love nursing. I love seeing the babies. I love educating. And you are, you are 1,100% a nurse. Yes. I like, I just love, I love, I love what I do. I love why I went to school. It was also more my identity than anything else. Mm -hmm. It was out of order. And even though I love God, I was doing the pocket. I love God. You love God. Like I love God. And still he had to show me like, Hey girl, this is, this is overtaking your life. The, The call schedules of this and that things that I had considered like, no, this is just this is the cost. And God's like, no, actually it doesn't have to be, but come over here. Let me, let me show you. So now that I, it's, it is still a part of who I am, but it's not who I am in totality. God honored the desire of my heart. And I would have never thought that I could work part-time hours, get full-time pay with no on call. Are you out, right? I, I was befuddled. So he's honoring the desire of my heart. But first, (laughs) It was it was eight, nine, ten, eleven months of this, and also when I went back into that space of look job because my priorities and my identity had changed. Girl, because we'd like, be we'd be out here, okay? Like, yeah, we try like I wasn't multiple times. About yeah, I was not. I just was not about to accept anything. At one point, I was desperate and would have took in. Oh, thank you so much for this job, but oh. because God said this is just a part of who you are, like. It, there were certain things I'm like, yo, if they want me to do on call 40 hours a week, 
I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Not that I can't, I could, I've shown myself to be, to be, to have the ability to do that for several years, but I can't do that because it's just not who I am anymore. I want to just come. And it also, it also goes against the values of what you're trying to create long-term, which is legacy. Yeah. I want my baby. Look, when I want to be home when my kids get home from school. And so with this new schedule, I can it, it became important for me to be home when my husband came home. That was something new to us that God let me dip, dip my toe in when, because towards the end, I finally got uh, my chance to be on telehealth. And so my husband enjoyed having me home. We didn't even, we, you cannot, until you allow God to take you places that you've never been, you don't even know what you like. Oh, oh baby. Oh girl. Cause that's why I said you and I, we spoil <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you wake up. You get to throw on some sweatpants. You ain't got to look like nothing, doing nothing Ooh. to work. Ah. Come on. It's a whole, it's it's a feeling I would never want to ever not have. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the feeling that we love is freedom. So when God, so nothing has really changed outside of the fact that I realized how much freedom really means to me. Like I want to be able to pick my kids up from school. So when my when my friend is like, "Hey girl, my daughter's sick." For me to be able to say, "Let me move some stuff around." And I was able to go pick up my guy baby. That means more to me than a paycheck. I'm like, "Ooh." When I was able to take 10 days and go get fluid out and we we spent Christmas with my sister and 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 the kids and it, I didn't have to worry about like, oh man, I'm gonna have a hundred charts when I get back. I just got to be TT. Like my babies are getting older. I'm gonna start crying because I love them so much. All their birthdays are this month to be making me emotional. But I'm, my babies are getting older. Time is the most valuable commodity that we have. Period. I I literally live. It's crazy. We. One of the things I always said was that I wanted to be very close to Elijah. And both places we have lived since having him have always been five to six minutes away from, yeah, from him. So it takes me no time to get him, get to him if I ever need to. And those are small desires that I would have never orchestrated had it not been aligned with God. God, so I think we can have it all. So I think, yeah, you, you honestly really can. Now, now I'll say this, this walk takes you to be obedient. Now listen, because I got definition because here's what I want you to understand. I didn't, this is, this is me 12 months later. Post, post season. I'm in I'm in the playoffs at this point you're you're in you're in James one count it all joy now I'm counting it all joy at this point you are at the joyous place but baby when I called Rosalind was like I I don't nurse stethoscope I don't know why would he have me go to school to get my doctorate this feels yes I do remember those days like just you because you have to you are wrestling with your flesh that is if I didn't learn nothing else this year, it is that wrestling with God is so necessary, but it is so uncomfortable. Jacob said, I won't let go till you bless me. We're going to wrestle till you bless me. 
And, and I will say this, that I think it, you still, there are still times even following post blessing that you, yeah. when you come out of that, that you still navigate through uncertainty, but also there's a, you have a different perspective of your identity. Yeah. And you have a different perspective of God. And when you mm-hmm. can look at God with different eyes from a, a place of like God's real character and who he is and how great and blessing and like mm-hmm. beyond the blessings, just in general, who he is. Yeah. I was even telling you and I'll sell the story, but like long story short, I got a package today from somebody who listened to the podcast that she sent over a year ago that was delivered to a friend of mine that I went to college, his P.O. box at the same post office that I had my old P.O. box in, ain't never checked that P.O. boxes. And the and the gift that she sent to somebody else's post, I guess to my post office box that now is his random, got to me. And so I think about those things of like those small Yes. Winks or small hugs from God to say, you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Keep going. It reminds you of just like how deeply, and I don't want to get emotional, but just how deeply God cares about our processes. Yes. I, there's so much to unpack there. And I, I want to talk. Don't unpack it, sis, so I can cry later. (laughs) Yes. Cause we talked about, so we talked about the mission. And God had me go to school. So in the midst of this, he was like, go to school 16 weeks. I was like, again, because Charlotte said she was done with school after her doctorate. What more do you want from me? I'm Tyrese. Okay. Like what, what else do you want me to do? I love how that's your answer. Like, what, what more do you want from me? Cause me. I'd be like, this ghetto, I don't want to do this Lord. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'm going to do it. Cause I'm going to do it, but I don't want to. I'm so far out. It's just like, sir. Okay. I see what you're saying. And that's, and this, this was after he told me who I was. He told me I was a teacher. It made so much sense. I said, Oh, that makes sense. That's why it, and he, and he showed me how he used the gift in every area. That's why when your parents come to you, they always say, Oh my gosh, nobody's ever explained that to me like that before. And, the, and they're very agreeable and the kid has better outcomes It's because you're, it's your gift to teach. You, you, your podcast, I, it works like the way that it does, girl, because you're operating in your gift. And so you are a teacher. And not only are you a teacher, now I'm about to cry, but this is why I was so connected to my grandmother, my Gigi. She was a Bible study teacher. So not only are you a teacher, you also are carrying her legacy. You are the inheritance. You are the children's child and you got the inheritance. And so now you have to steward well over the inheritance. And I was like, okay, now I'm ugly crying. Cool. And so that took me going back to school and being submitted. But God had me look up the word submission because it feels ghetto. The child. In the Greek, the word submission, it means that you are arranged in a particular order. So there's like the in the Greek, they break the word down and then they break down the root in the other part. The other part means that we get under God's mission. I'm I'm covered by God. So I'm under his 
rank, but more so it is to place in a particular order, to appoint, to set in place. It said it's commonly used in ancient military language for designating a specific status, arranging and placing in a deliberate and fixed order. God draws up these plans. So he does this in order to draw up, arrange, assign, appoint, and to order something. So now it's easy for me to get in line. So let's just get in line. And this the is why, yes. And this is why we have to know our identity. Yeah. You need to know. And I, and I, and I'm, and I say this to every person that's listening to this. I fought for years, years. Now, Charlotte, you love nursing, but baby, I did not like mental health. You couldn't, uh-huh. you couldn't pay me. And I got paid for it to want to do what I'm doing. And to do it now and actually enjoy it. Somebody asked me this other day. Maybe it was you. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I said something along the lines of, I am a therapist and I'm a good therapist. I don't know why I'm a good therapist, but there's something there. Cause I have clients, I had a client literally tell me before about a month ago she said I haven't had anxiety in two months and I said girl what Come and I on. looked at her like are what? you crazy are you crazy no because yeah. I think and again me being a, a being me being a therapist is not like the totality of who I am there's way yeah. more layered in that yeah but I think when you accept something that you run from and when you accept it with your whole heart and you accept not just the parts of it, but the fullness of who you are and knowing that I'm God's daughter first and I love him and I serve him first, but this is my predestined and also my calling in this area to serve because we're all given different assignments. We're all given different giftings. We're all given different, um, you may be a teacher in the nursing space now, but now you're currently a teacher in teaching Bible study. You may be a Bible study teacher right now, but you may be a teacher in teaching the concepts of nonprofit organization. Your gifts move and go wherever you go no matter where it is. It so I think it's, and so I think it's important, which is why it helps you understand yourself more and understand why you are drawn to certain spaces, why you are pulled in different directions when God pulls you to these spaces. What? If you don't know that, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. If you don't accept it, you're going to be angry and mad at God all the time when he sends you somewhere to do something. And you're going to be mad at the fact that he made you do something. It's like, well, I just want to do this. And it's like, but you aren't fully accepting the fact that Jesus literally walked the earth and his anointing went wherever he went. People flocked to him because he had the anointing to heal. He had the anointing to teach. He had the anointing to, to share his authority. He had the anointing to love Wherever he went, it followed him. Yeah. When you don't know who you are, whatever is following after you, you're going to be upset about it the whole time. And I only know that from 
firsthand cases. Why are people talking to me? I don't want to give these hoes advice. I don't really care to give them advice. I really just don't even want to talk to people today. In fact, don't even call my phone. Like, I don't want to do, why do you have me doing this, Lord? Yeah. And all the time he's like, this is what your assignment is. Yeah. And so I think it goes back to what you were talking about with surrendering, getting in the order of what you're supposed to do and following in that order so you can walk in the fullness and the freedom. Because I'm going to tell you, what you think it is, sis, is not what sh- is not truly the way God's going to play it out. Like what you think it's supposed to look like is limited. It it's honestly the... Sm- it's the it's smaller than a it's a speck of whatever you think God will do. Yeah. 